Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 69 of the Tilt and To The Podcast, hosted by me, Tabriz. And me, Faisal. Welcome back to a favourite of mine, episode 69. We made it. We did. Another one, another one, another week, another episode. We're back. We are back. And we've got more news to cheer. Another huge result. In my humble opinion, I think mm. everyone's opinion, it has to be surely a 1-1, a well-deserved and fought after 1-1 draw away from home at Bramwell Lane to the league leaders. So Can't complain. Can't salute complain. to the boys. After international break as well. Yep. And we Not said it. At all. We said it. Is this going to be the point where we actually turn the page you know, the tired legs, no excuses anymore. They've had their breaks. Players refreshed. And yeah, to go down 1-0 and to bring it back. And the boy, the man, Troy Deeney getting on the score sheet with his first goal of the season is huge. But we will delve into that a little bit later on in the episode, so stay tuned. Before we get into it, let's start with the shameless plugs. Let's get that out of the way. So... If you're not already, make sure you head over to our Instagram. Stay up to date with us. That is uh, at the Tilton Two. Yep. Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two. And again, plug in our YouTube channel, the Tilton Two. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Please enjoy the last video we put up last week. Exactly. We're back. We are back. We're we are back. back. We're finally back on the YouTube space. So. Uh, Subscribe and keep up to date. We will be putting new videos out. We're hoping to aim for next week, the next video. Yeah. yeah. So watch this space again. And we're a, we're a very open and honest bunch of our listeners. If you have any ideas for oh, content, for sure. For sure. please fling them our way. Because, again, I'll be honest, it gets a little bit sparse. So any ideas, anything you want to see us do on YouTube, even topics you want us to discuss on the podcast, fling them over to us. We'd love you know, to get your feedback, so 100%. definitely, definitely slide into them DMs. All right, enough of that. Let's talk about our week. How has it been for you, Faze? It's been all right. It's been all right. I think we finally, uh, again, talking about the gym here, I feel like that's a very... Uh, one trap mind at the moment, but we finally uh, started incorporating leg day, and I feel like I've only just started to get over uh, over the last aches and pains. Well, I definitely haven't, mate. I, I, I mean, we, we go again tomorrow. Yeah, go again tomorrow. Got football training later on in the day tomorrow, so that's already a stupid decision. And generally, from the first leg day, I haven't been able to sit on the toilet square on. I know. Our last uh, our last episode, if you haven't listened to it, episode sixty eight was um, accurately titled "Ass in Bits." Was Ass it? Ass in Bits, man. <laughs> Ass in so, Bits. Unless so you have to do thirty much. seconds on one cheek and thirty seconds exactly. on the other, exactly. distributing the weight evenly. So uh, yeah, shameless plug for last episode, but uh, things <laughs> yeah. haven't things haven't changed. And uh, again, we go again tomorrow with we, uh, with leg days. So uh, wish us luck. We wish go again. And my, my week's been a bit of a juxtaposition, really. A bit of a contrast, because on one hand, we've got the fitness kick that yeah, continues, yeah, yeah. which I'm very proud of, that I've stuck to. But there's also uh, 
a lot of binge drinking yeah over the last yeah, week yeah yeah so back to our old ways well yeah and i think i've just i've had one of those weeks where i've looked back and i've just felt nothing but shame to be completely honest to be fair yeah think about it now of course yeah i mean dive into that because you had an extra day of uh yeah, just uh, empty calories being consumed just stupid stupid so yeah on wednesday where I work, every quarter they have like a quarterly update. They get the whole company together. Get a nice venue, drinks paid for, whatever. All you can drink, a few canapes. It's a little bit of a, a shindig, if you will. And they had it some like, what was it? The Museum of the Order of St. John in London. Lovely place, lovely place. Heard a lot about it. Never heard of it. And it's basically like a church. So already a very strange setting going into Long story short, I had the update. Drinks have started flowing. I've started and hit the the white wine hard. My glass was not empty. After that, went to the pub, few gin and tonics, ran for the last train home. Man, I was literally seeing double, triple, quadruple on the train home. Thought I'd just close my eyes for a little bit, slip past a stop, gone all the way to the end of the line. That was at, what, half one? Maybe maybe slightly later. Had to trek it all the way back. The next morning, I got called at half eight in the morning. And it was oh, a doozy. Oof. I mean, I woke up at five. Five in the morning, I couldn't get back to sleep because the hangover was that bad. How many times have you been woken up from a hangover? Usually when you're absolutely smashed. When you sleep, that's you for the long haul then. You don't have to worry up get you don't have to worry about getting up three hours or three and a half hours before a call. You're worrying about getting up for the call. And yeah, it literally felt like someone was kicking my head or someone had been kicking my head. But that's not where it, where it ended. Obviously, it's just the uh, the gagging, hoping that you don't be sick. And then you know that jeez that that uh, that fluid filled mouth that you God. get. This uh, is new development. Sitting on I'm the hearing. edge of the bed, drinking copious amounts of water. Oh, so it was bad, bad. Uh, maybe I didn't let on how bad it really was. I think I was just telling you how triumphant I felt when it came to like midday, and somehow the hangover from hell had disappeared because I really I really gave it hell. To be fair, I threw the garden. I've I've not the garden. I threw the kitchen sink at it. Paracetamol, nearly overdosed on paracetamol, I reckon. Water by literally the litre full. So we conquered that one. And then we moved on to uh, on to Saturday. And another one. So we had an engagement party on Saturday. And it was one of them. Before I'd gone for my work drinks, I had every thought of Saturday, yeah, it's going to be a big one, it's going to be great. One of the lads from a football team is getting engaged, all the lads are going to be together. Oh, I went into that thinking I don't even want to drink. But again, as soon as the first sip touched my lips, that went straight out the, wi- out the window. As it did you as well. It did, it did. Didn't it, Mr. I'm not going, I'm not yeah, going. Yeah, I definitely was basically, thought... Um, was basically my plus one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw it through the whole day. I mean, I, I went along for what? I guess what you'd call pre-drinks uh, down the local pub. And then, I mean, you were adamant that I was going to come with before, you kind of uh, predicted Before it. even, I don't know, I was saying it for days. I was like, yeah, but I know you're going to come. And he was like, I'm, I'm I definitely not I mean, I was very I'm not adamant that I was just going to have a couple of drinks, come on, play FIFA, enjoy the rest of my night. But anyway, cut to me 
cutting shapes. One of the only people on the dance floor at this engagement party. And, uh, I know, it was hilarious, actually. Yeah, I mean, it didn't stop. It did not stop. And I was just getting deep with everyone, as normally. As normal. I mean, is, I didn't see you most of the night, to be honest. The yeah, I was doing man. the rounds, mate. I was doing the rounds. Sociable guy, sociable butterfly. Doing but, the rounds. But yeah, I mean, a good night overall. The one thing that I regret the most was uh, when we went to Solial after and we got our... I'm sure there's some listeners that know about this. It's kind of... Um, Around so the it's area. a tradition it's, around it's, the yeah. area. If you go to Solio, you always end up with the kings. With the kings, and yeah. you know what happens on the day after. Yeah, and it goes through, yeah, and it looks. It, it looks. I mean, about arguably, the same as it does arguably, it probably looks better coming out than it does going in. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that was a nightmare. That that added to the hangover the next morning. Like when I woke up, dry mouth, but also that stale taste of that nasty kebab. Oh, it's when you start burping and you oh, can no. taste it again. It, it's, it's when like you can feel. You, it's when you can still feel the grease coat in your mouth that um, you know it all went wrong the night before. And anyone who's had a king's chippy will know exactly what it feels like. I mean, you were loving it. You were absolutely loving oh, it. The you night, wanted to I was sit down it. on the walk home. I can't eat a whole you king's wanted to, on you the wanted way to devour back, it. can I? I just said, "Aren't you going to throw it now?" And they're like, "No, no, no! I'm going to finish it. I'm going to see this. I'm off. starving." And think of the protein, think of the games. I'd, I'd literally, man, I, I would love Chicken to know feet. what part of whatever animal the Donner kebab comes from because there can't be much meat in there. Anyway, we digress. We're going to put people off their, their food anyway. Apologies, apologies. Basically, it's been a week for me of just pure regret. So moving on to the next, please. And it's not going to be much better, to be fair. We're out on Saturday as well. So. A bit more a bit more of a glamorous venue, though, hopefully. I guess so, yeah. I guess. But, We're uh, in the big smoke. In the big smoke, but... Pff, I, I know how that goes, so... Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, anyway, come back, tune in next week, because we'll be back telling you exactly how that went. Hopefully not as many regrets. Right, let's get into some Blues News then. Blues News. Let's do Where it. shall we start? Well, let's start with the takeover talks, mate. Because, yeah, yeah this is still... I mean, funnily enough, we were talking about it hot, earlier. Hot, well, I would say hot off the press, but there really isn't a lot. I know, there on. actually isn't much to update. But yeah, we were talking Takes about it away, earlier, baby. and we've got a tiny bit of any news. So, um, obviously, I said to you earlier, you know, what is happening with it? Mm-hmm. And it? And it literally is the same as what we've heard, pretty much, where, obviously, we know... Richardson, Paul Richardson, Maxi Lopez are still interested in the club. Apparently, Birmingham Live have spoke to the governing body on Friday and were told things haven't moved still for weeks. Right, great update. Yeah, exactly. They're still um they're still the interested parties and they are apparently aware of what information is required and again, when we first sort of broke the news or when the news did first break, we knew that EFL were running their sort of background information, investigation on who's running the club, basically. And it they looks didn't like have a clue either, did Exactly. They? <laughs> and it looks like that's still going on. So that's, I guess, prolonging things. Um, and then we've also seen that the most recent um, public utterance, as Birmingham Mail say, is that there was a company accounts released on Friday and again 
not much new news other than it just looks like Vong Pech's 21.64%. Very specific. I know, exactly. Is um is still there and up for sale, basically. That's the only amount um that is out there as being what wants to be sold. There's no other um news on what else is up for sale, but yeah, we know that he still wants to get rid of his share. So all in all, not much of an update, but I'm also glad that there is some sort of action in terms of conversations being happening as as early as last Friday. So I guess it's a small win. Yeah, it's a weird one because I think it was even today. So we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I saw a story from Paul Richardson mm. reposting Maxi Lopez basically at the training ground. Oh, no. So, and we we you know we're forever seeing this river at the ground, yeah, exactly. the training ground, throughout, both of them or um, one of them. The transfer window, we saw yeah. them with the new players that were coming in. Exactly, Hannibal, yeah. you know, Chong. Yeah, all the way up until midnight, until the deadline day, yeah. they were posting stories and stuff like that. So it's a weird one. So things are obviously moving and it's a lot better and a lot more traction than Lawrence Bassini's had. So I'm sure the deal's going to get done. But it is one of those that's... Like, what is taking so long? I mean, think why, about it. It's gone, it's gone no all the way updates? from July. July, yeah, August, crazy, September. Yeah. Now we're in October. Yeah, it's mad as well because you remember when... A couple of months ago now, when they were outside the ground and they yep. had their interviews and they were like, yeah, yep. next three weeks we expect it all to be done. Yep. Yep. And, you know, it's dragging on. And for me, it's just annoying that we're not given any more, you know, this 21 point whatever percent up for sale on yeah. Pitch has been the same story I know. since, you know, Richardson and Maxi Lopez actually were, you know, in the driving seat. I know. So I don't get it. I don't know why they can't release... You know, well, it's it's with this governing body. It's with you know, this person. This is where we're at. It doesn't make sense to me. And then they're so vocal and so open. So obviously, it is. It's got to be going in the right direction because they wouldn't have the presence and, you know, like the transfer stuff. Like you wouldn't have. Lawrence Bassini wasn't getting involved in the transfers, was he? So, yeah. I mean, we're we're none the wiser. I saw, uh, Paul Richardson post that as you said you know from the hong kong stock exchange and i think it was just yeah that 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 part of the share 21 percent is up for sale still but again it's just like well one it was written in gobbledygook couldn't even make sense of it and two what what am i learning what are we getting absolutely yeah. nothing yeah, yeah. i so. mean that the article is basically no new news it's just a reutterance of what we already know for the last few months but like I said, the only positive I took from it was that conversations were had as early as last Friday. So yeah. at least at least there's that. And it has to be going in the right direction because, again, yeah. their presence. Well, it is an interesting point, though. I feel like because the performances and the club and the togetherness of the mm. club and how everything is, you know, there's a buzz around the place, as we've been saying for the last couple of weeks. It's kind of... No one cares anymore. Or eyes have gone off yeah, in the takeover. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If performances were going bad, which I hope they don't, you know, it'd be funny to see how quick attention turns to mm. oh, what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. When everything's hunky dory, going in the right direction, you know, eyes just stay focused oh, yeah, on the plane squad and all of that. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, as soon as we hear any more about the takeover talks and anything. Uh, we'll be the first to let you know. Right, okay. 
Not to take over stuff out of the way. Let's, well, I guess a bit of news that we saw today and probably heard yesterday, actually, first mutterings in uh, the gaffer's post, well, not post, the pre-press conference to Middlesbrough. Little burp there, sorry. Was uh, Harley Dean. Harley Dean making an appearance. So today, mm. he got 60 minutes in an under-23 game. I think that's a really big thing because of all the the injury issues that we have, particularly in, in, in centre-back positions yep. and in yep. defence in general. Will we see Harley Dean back in a blue shirt in yeah. the starting eleven, or I even think, in the match day squad? I think we have to really I at some do point. as well. I given obviously the situation so. with Roberts, and like you said, very thin, and, and Nico Gordon. Nico Gordon. Um, I mean, we said it at... Um, the last game was Wigan, wasn't it? Was it? No, last like, game way. was Coventry. That was it. A home game. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Last game was Coventry. And we were saying it there. It was a bit confusing how, you know, Harley Dean hasn't um, featured. Obviously, he was still, I think, carrying a little he knock is, or whatever yeah. at that point. But Half injury, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think we've got to see him there. He's the most senior and sort of, you know, prestigious, I guess, centre-back we've yeah. got on the books. So... He's still at the club. We may as well utilise him while we can. Exactly. We're still paying his wage. Exactly. So, I think this sure. is exactly why, obviously, he's got those minutes in. It's good to see. Good and to hear. And hopefully we can see, you know, that Harley Dean we saw exactly. in those first 10 games under Bowie. Yeah. yeah. Even the start of the, the, the following season, yeah. you know. Determined to make an impact. Exactly. And he's going to be, isn't he? Because he knows. He hasn't even... If he Even if he wants to move away from Blues... I don't think he's got a long queue of suitors. We've nah. seen that. No one wanted to come in for him in the in the summer. Obviously, there was murmurs around Sheffield Wednesday taking him back, but that didn't materialise. So, for him, it's in every interest for him to yeah, you know, push shifting. Yeah, and also, you know, win the fans back. You know, win the fans back. We've seen yeah. enough little. You I know, mean, to be fair, a few good performances, and I think it oh, wouldn't take much. Yeah, look. Regardless whether you think it or not, football's a fickle sport, and if he puts some shifts in. Put some great performances in. Everyone will be singing Harley Dean I know, again. And so. especially the way the club is at the moment, especially yeah. the way the team is, the squad is. So um, exactly. But he's gonna have a yeah. he's gonna have a tough task to get in that team as well. It for me, he doesn't just slot in now. No, no. So, he's, and he's not a permanent fixture when Roberts comes back, or even no. you know, even Nico Gordon, Gordon comes, back, comes to back into it, and George Friend as well yeah. potentially is in the pecking order above Harley Dean. So he's gonna have a lot of work to do, yeah. but. He's promising, gives us more depth, gives us 100%. more options. And, you know, yeah, I don't... And really, he is I'm a proper centre-back. Let's, let's uh, take the pressure off of Colin. Exactly. Filling in those boots. Filling in, exactly. Exactly. And let Colin play, you know, in his actual position out wide. Yeah. I guess we can talk about quickly latest upon uh, on injuries then. So, as we said, or as you touched on, Fazer, Nico Gordon, Mark Roberts, both still out for weeks is what... Mm. Uh, the gaffer said it was interesting because I think Nico Gordon on was it Saturday just before the uh, just before the Sheffield United game did post a story of his boots on looked like he was in his training kit so you know murmurs online of you know is he going to feature you know and I thought well considering 
you know, he's still apparently weeks off. This will be a massive shock to see yeah. him back and being thrown in, even to the match. I know, squad, he needs let alone, exactly like Harley He's Dean, had no he pre-season. Um, yeah, exactly. A couple of run-outs under 23, I reckon. Exactly, and he's, and he's even further behind, isn't he? Because, like I said, Harley Dean's had minutes. Nico Gordon hasn't. Mark Roberts definitely out. And apparently we're hearing Mark Roberts is out until December. Yeah, which is not a huge blow. Huge blow. Um, bit of good news though again that centre back so as we said Harley Dean but George Friend apparently was back in training from Monday so yesterday as we're recording this again Tuesday um, so will he feature again depth options a great character around the club so let's see where yeah. that goes that yep. is again promising I guess the other, the other two and are still out and no real further updates on when they'll feature or when they'll be back is Placetta. Again, other than the four or five week timeline we were given a couple of weeks ago now, it's fairly tight-lipped and when mm. we can see him back uh, and Gary Garner as well, similar. No real date of when we'll see him feature again. So, yeah, we'll see. And then coming off the uh, the Sheffield United game, two question marks and two massive blows mm. if, it, if it comes to fruition is... Both Bielik and Chong. Yeah. So a nasty tackle. Yeah. Nasty tackle on Chong. And I think uh, the gaffer was saying, yeah, he's the most fouled player in our team, which I 100% see. I can 100% see. Absolute nuisance, as we know. Uh, And Bielik as well. So, yeah, I think both of them, two key and two starters in the midfield, the midfield three. Missing even that more frustrating with the uh, Beeling, not just because the impact he's had as he's come in, but also just you know, given his injury history, not good news for Blues and his momentum going forward. Exactly. You know what I mean, as in, like, he's getting his runner games, he's solidified himself yeah. already with such as you know, yeah. only a few games. Top midfielder for us, yeah, exactly. But I don't think either way they're going to be long injuries, no. maybe they'll sit out Hopefully the Borough not. game and then they'll be back against Bristol City. So but I just think if they don't, both are out against Borough. That leaves two huge positions, yeah. you know, in our team. Really, you know, they're the two, arguably two of the first names on the team sheet. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Some of the younger lads will step up. Uh, Thatch Roof will probably be there. Mm. <laughs> Jordan James. So uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Again, I think Eustace in these. A pre-press conference said, you know, that's they they need to be assessed. So let's see. And yeah, I'll be interested to see what the team sheet looks like. I'll be looking straight in the midfield to see if them two feature. Okay, I think the only other bit of blues news, and this is really disappointing to be honest. When we saw it, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Bakuna. Mm. Yeah. So I think after the Sheffield United game, Bakuna on his Instagram account got fired with some uh, some racial comments. Yeah. Which is absolutely, absolutely disgusting. And we are, as the club, are completely behind Bakuna. 100%. There's no room for that stuff. Any form of racism at all. And it comes on, what, it was a 40th, 40 yeah. year anniversary of the Zulus. Of the Zulus. Yeah. <laughs> that was said with a lot of oomph there, Faze. But yeah, you know, a multicultural football firm, Birmingham City, we're known oh no, as being exactly. so multicultural. You just think of Birmingham as a city, not even just the football, as the football club. club. Yeah, 
Um, and again, our football club just embodies that. Absolutely, yeah. And the Zulus embodies that. So it's like what there's never a place for this, but it was just ironic as well that it came on on the fortieth anniversary. But yeah. absolutely disgusting what we've seen from Bakuna. Again, no we stand behind him. Absolutely zero plays for him. I think the only thing, because I was thinking, God, that couldn't have come from any Blues oh, no, fans. Exactly. If it does, there's no room for them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Our, there needs to be know, some action taken. Community. Yeah. Exactly. And the strongest action taken. Strongest action possible. Um, but apparently what we've seen, and again, who knows, but the accounts that, you know, directed those racial comments to Bakuna are, are outside the UK anyway. So I think people are tying it up to potentially, you know, his international duty mm. or whatever. It's all speculation, but it was important for us to also come here and say that, you know, we are completely oh, yeah, behind we stand Bakuna. By Bakuna. And yeah, there's absolutely sure. As no does, to be fair, that. the whole club. We saw yeah. the club statement. We've seen, obviously, Eustace mention it in the... Um, pre-press conference for Middlesbrough and the, and, out- um, yeah. and the outpour of other blue supporters 100% and the wider community our, our little you know blue nose family our big blue nose family you know really getting behind him so I'm sure for him you know positive messages seeing how many people care about him seeing how many people are behind him and supporting him must you know I'm sure it won't make it you know take that abuse away but you know I'm yeah. sure it, it goes a long way Interesting little tangent. Go on, mate. We saw today on their Blues' Instagram, they put like a picture up of like the class of this year, you know, the team. The oh, yeah. Squad. And, Bakuna. and Bakuna's face, you were uh, instantly pointed it. out. Yeah. And if you haven't noticed already, go look at the picture on Instagram. Or they're probably uploaded on Twitter as well. But if you look at the picture, Spot Bakuna and his face has been superimposed on there. so weird. I want to know who the player is. I know exactly who is, who is standing there. But I'm just thinking, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It makes me think maybe he's had a few days off because of this. Yeah, or, maybe. Or, yeah. Um, or what it is. I can't think of any other reason why he wouldn't have been in the team picture. Yeah, it is speculation though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But I just found it. Interesting one and slightly funny based on if you're actually zooming on the picture, it's just uh, yeah, 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 photoshopped basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you miss a school photo or something and you get, I know, yeah, you know what I mean, there's like a little circle in the corner with your face <laughs> in there. Yeah. It's so true, so true. There was also someone who, again, I don't know what their level or ownership or whatever in the club is, who's sitting there, and I was like, who is Oh, this? yeah. That's who? Von Pitch, mate. Yeah, who is this? Is this, is this <laughs> Von Pitch? That's Von Pitch, waiting to in, shake yeah. his hand off of the 21%. The other side of, the, other side of like, the management staff. I was like, what the Who the hell is that? I mean, yeah, it just goes that's back what to made the me zoom in to, I think I caught a glimpse of, you know, Bakuna's superimposed face when <laughs> I zoomed in into this. Like, what, on the Von Pitch? Yeah, on the Von Pitch. Or above Vong pitch, yeah. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows when the picture was taken? It might have been a while ago. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah it just made me laugh when I saw it. I literally zoomed in. Well, have a look at this then. And yeah, it's Bakuna's face superimposed. And again, the poor guy. I mean, not only have you got cut from the squad picture, you've got someone else's face superimposed over you. I know. He was uh, not a loved player, clearly. Right. I think that rounds us up. For Blues News, let's talk about the Sheffield United game. Yeah, I mean, start, I guess, from the preface of the game, which was going into a tough match 
well, yeah. Sheffield United, top of the top of the table. I think I think what they'd won like seven games. Oh, I think they might maybe just, think the last lost three one, one they, game all season. Yeah, the last three before us are all wins as well. Yeah, so. yeah, away from home. Again, as I mentioned, international break. And we're hoping that Blues come together and put up a good, uh, yeah, put up a good game. That's what we said on last week, didn't we? Yeah. You know, I think you could see tired legs in the commentary game. So it was a matter of, you know, can we have we turned the page now? Are we, you know, the tired legs are no longer an excuse. We're going to see a good performance. And can we hold that morale we had exactly. before exactly. the break and after the break? It's huge to keep that going. And yeah, we did. Yeah. In summary, yeah, unbeaten four games. Now going to Middlesbrough, who are what sitting twenty second, yeah, and then again onto on the weekend we've got Bristol City. Two games, well, especially Borough, a Definitely game that we need Borough, to be yeah. winning or getting a result. I mean, we need to be winning. If we can get three points on the road, you know, brilliant. And again, Bristol City, a game we should be getting something out of. So. Well, I mean, again, from this game that we've just had against Sheffield, a team, Bristol, middle of the ta- middle of the table, a yeah. team we should be competitive with if, yeah. if we're um, giving the likes of Sheffield United a game. Exactly. I mean, I just, you know, I think before, was it in, well, last episode, I think I said that we could get a cheeky little win. Um, against Sheffield United, I was just, you know, remembering Collins... Beautifully yeah, know, headed yeah. goal uh, last season, you know, first game of the season to get a win at Bramwell Lane. But yeah, I mean, overall, you couldn't be happier. Had a bit no. in your arm off to get a draw away from home at the at the league leaders, you know, high flying Sheffield United. So yeah. I think let's go for the 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 lineup first, then, and really an unchanged lineup, one key addition. Yeah. So Ruddy in goal. Back three, Trusty, Sanderson through the middle, and Colin, wing backs, Jordan Graham, and left wing back, Longella. Midfield three, Chongi, Bealik, and Bakuna. Up top, Hogan and Dini. I mean, as soon as I saw Longello again, what we haven't seen him feature at all. No. At all up until now, and he's thrown in first game. And he's going up against the league leaders away from home. But I have to say, he's running. I was really impressed with, yeah. you know, overlapping. Off the ball. Always running. looking to overlap. Always looking to attack. He's definitely an attacking-minded wing back. And it just suits us that we have him now because he definitely is probably the most natural wing back that we have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So... He's only going to get better. There was definitely points where I wish he did a little bit better, you know. Yeah, those balls in. Some of his balls were just, you know, literally just swinging his leg yeah, and yeah. hoping for the best. Um, but again, how critical can you be of a young lad who's his yeah, first, his first, game first experience in. as well in first yeah. team football? Let's not forget, you know, he's only ever played under 23s yeah. before this. His first loan move and he's been you know, a, a huge game away from home league leaders. Yeah. So I think he did well and... I'm sure we're going to see him feature oh, against yeah, 100%, Middlesbrough 100%. Uh, in that position. So, yeah, I think he's he did himself no... Well, he only did himself favours in that game. Um, we saw 
Deeney. We saw Deeney get his first goal. I mean, when we went down, I think we we conceded, what, in the 63rd 64th, minute? 64th, yeah. 60, yeah, 63rd, 64th, uh, Ollie McBurney. And I said to you, didn't I? I said, on another day, that doesn't go in. Yeah, A yeah. scramble from a free kick, really. He, you know, just inside the box. He's turned and just, again, swung his leg at it. And it's rifled in pretty much into the top roof at a net yeah. Ruddy couldn't really you know I, just, I don't even think Ruddy expected it again it was like I said it was a scramble the ball's probably just fired through you know the crowd and Ruddy's kind of like square footed thinking right, where is even that come from on another day I don't think that goes in yeah yeah I mean they had a lot of possession in the game they, they did had, they had quite a few shots I'm looking at the stats but, now. they had 13 shots but but they were all like yeah, nothing there were there let's were. be real there was, you know? there was not um, a lot that actually really got tested with. I mean, they only no. had three shots on target. One of them came at like the last minute, which we'll, we'll talk about in a sec. But, you know, other than that McBurney chance, there wasn't too much that tested Ruddy. There wasn't too much that um, gave him trouble and really looked like we were going to concede. Yeah, like you... And that McBurney on. shot, as you mentioned, it was kind of out of nowhere. You yeah, know, it, it was. was. It was like... Really, a failed set piece, a failed free kick yeah. that he swung his boot at and yeah. literally goes in top bins. If you're critical, you'd say Blues needs to deal with it better. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You know, yeah. clear it with Could the head. With. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, when the ball's kind dropped, dropped to be the, the first person to that ball, yeah. you know, where McBurney's fortunately has fallen to his feet, he's swung at it and he's hit it. Like I said, another day, Ruddy saves it, another day, he skews it, another day, it's it over. So. You know, it's just one of those. Most days, to be honest. Yeah, I'd argue that as well. Yeah, but again, the response from yeah, the yeah. boys and a quick response was as fantastic. Well. We were only down for what I think. I mean, I've got it here. Yeah, yeah well, literally. Yeah, we six scored minutes. the seventieth minute, wasn't it? So, I think it was. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it our corner? Yeah, or our corner. It was our corner. Ball's kind of come out. Yeah. Jordan Graham. I know. Does fairly well, to be does fair. Does fairly well. Does Passes fairly it well. Back Gets to it to Chongi. Chongi does brilliant. Does his little feint with his... Yeah. Feints to the left. Beats his man. And just curls it in. Absolute and danger zone. Yeah, and absolutely. Dini, Into the 60-yard box. To, I mean, Dini, if you look at it, Dini was unmarked pretty much the whole man, time. He, yeah. I don't know what they were doing, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, he's just cutting at the right time with the ball... Um, in the six-yard box the and six slotted box. it, yeah. slotted it past him. And that, for me, was huge in so many, you know, I'm I'm over the moon for Dini to get that first goal. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it wasn't going to come at so, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For, for a while now. Well, we've said, haven't we, like, unless it's a set piece, I couldn't see him scoring yeah, yeah. from open play because yeah. he does come deep. And I mean, <sighs> even that, you know, he's kind of, he was lingering in that position because it was from a set piece. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it was still from we the corner. We don't see him so advanced. He's no. always the deeper striker. Yeah. Hogan's always on the last man. Um, but I think his performances, I said it last week, you know, I've warranted a goal. His performances, you know, as part of a team, as a team player, I think, yeah, he deserves it and more. So hopefully we can see Deeney getting an, oh, know, yeah, a bit I'd more confidence it. in front of goal now. I'd love him to score and, goals. Yeah, and I think everyone would. So, and take the pressure off of him as well, because no doubt, you know, he's got so much pressure on his shoulders being, you know, the Birmingham City fan, Birmingham-born lad, coming back to his boyhood team. So, and he does, he gets a lot of what I think is unfair scrutiny online anyway. So, huge goal for him. And 
and I think even you know you were saying weren't you you know it was a tap in but forget the tap in it's more the importance of the goal and for him to get it I think it's huge you know he secured us a point away from home against Sheffield United so it is it's huge do you want to mention the um, Mike Taylor point I think it's quite interesting I do as well yeah I mean yeah I guess so I mean we are shoehorning this point in but I loved it so in the post uh, press conference well post press conference but you know the post match interview with Troy Deeney he did say that you know before each game Mike Taylor will come I think to the front line or maybe even the whole squad and will analyse and show his analysis of the keeper they're facing you know the next day so apparently he analysed the keeper uh, Sheffield United and basically identified that he never sprawls he doesn't make himself big. He always stays, you know, tight-bodied, and stays on his feet. Whereas, you know, you you turn the, you know, you look at Ruddy, who completely makes himself big at shots and you know really sprawls his body out. So, you know, Deeney almost saying, you know, I knew when I got it. If I can hit it either side, it's going in. I just think that's a huge point that probably you know it's those little no, yeah. minor details. And yeah, that attention to detail that makes all the exactly. difference. You know, like I wouldn't even think. No. You know, I understand when you, you're facing a keeper on penalties, you'd be like, yeah, he always dies to his left, he always dies to his right. But actually analysing how the keeper deals with, you know, his, his one-on-one shots or, you know, it's it's huge. It's huge. It was just an amazing thing I, I, I heard and I said it to you, didn't I? I literally said it this morning. I was like, man, that's amazing. That's that's huge, that is. Well, yeah. I mean, to me, it's just one, Mike Taylor's a legend anyway. Absolutely. Legend. And two, it's just great to hear that level of analysis at our club. Yeah. You know, obviously, you expect that kind of stuff to be happening in the background anyway, but to actually hear it and for it to not be something that's been mentioned before, you know, under Boya, under other yeah. managers, it's not been something where we've heard in interviews about the analysis back, you know, behind the scenes. So I loved it as well. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love to hear that. Any any form of kind of makes me think about you know all these all or nothings that we watch. And, you know, like <laughs> all or nothing. Or, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, would. I just don't I'd think you get many no. views from the the wider population. No, no, exactly. But I mean, to be fair, the Sunderland one did well, but I guess Sunderland are fairly big club as well, aren't they? But anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd just love to think that that is happening back there and to hear a case of it uh, being evident and from Mike Taylor of all people. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I mean, another follow-up point as well, you know, Deeney did say, you know, that the gaffer and the, the, the management staff, like we just touched on, Mike Taylor deserve a lot of credit. Mm. And he was saying, you know, it makes you want to work for the gaffer because he's the first one in the training ground. He's the last, nice. one, out, last one out. So, again... Huge. As a fan, that's what you want to hear. Yeah, and lead you know, by how example. Much it means by him exactly, and putting together, you know, principles. You know, these are. I'm not saying John Eustace is Sir Alex Ferguson. No, no, no. Right, but you know the things that people put a lot of, you know, top managers' success down to, and management in general. It is leading by example, yeah. setting precedent, setting you know boundaries, you know keeping how would you call it phase you know standards high and i think that's what we're seeing and it is it is paying dividends now yeah if we go away tomorrow to borough and we get a result not only does that catapult us even further 
up the table. But imagine the momentum of those lads now. Oh, yeah. Imagine the feeling around the club. Imagine yeah. the away day tomorrow. All the Blue Nose fans oh, no. traveling to Middlesbrough. Be careful as Wednesday. well with the train strikes. I know, oh, no, that is so annoying. But imagine that as an away day, yeah. us getting a point yeah. and those scenes after the game. Yeah. Honestly, it's a game that, yeah, if I could get to, I would. You know, it would be unreal. Hopefully yeah. we can get something out of that. But Yeah, I mean, before, just quickly, before we go on to the Middlesbrough game, very briefly, um, yeah, I mean, just to end off that Sheffield United game, they did have a chance right yep. at the end. Well, towards the end, at least. I mean, we had, like, what, like, 10 minutes added time on. Oh, no, ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a case of a ball getting in behind Colin. Unluckily, didn't get his toe to it to knock it away, but they got in behind us, and John Ruddy... You know, don't get me wrong, the shot was kind of at him, but a great save, Billy nonetheless. Sharp, who can make anyone exactly, play in the Exactly, exactly. When Billy Sharp gets behind you, I, I did think yeah. that the was yeah. dangerous. And then John Ruddy, as you said, sprawled well. Yeah, and kept us in it. And, and I think I saw it. I saw a little stat on Blues Focus, or Blues Focus shared it, that I think he's he's got the most pre- prevented goals yeah. in the and, championship. I'm not surprised. I'll be honest, I don't know how you come up oh, no. and how you get that stat yeah. how would you have a most prevented goal I guess it's probably shot saved but yeah a pretty mad stat so he deserves all as the always as, as has been the story of the season really shout out to John Ruddy oh huge shout out he's been yeah exemplary yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah but then yeah so moving on to the Middlesbrough game to be honest a game which Last season, I wouldn't have said it, but this season, I mean, you just look at them. We have to get three points here. Yeah, this is what you'd call your bread and butter games. This is the games that you win, you know, and then the teams like Sheffield United, if you get a point or a result of any sort there, that's your nice to have. But this is your must have. But we are also playing a Middlesbrough team at probably the worst time, arguably, to play them. You know, they've just lost their manager. They've just sat Chris Wilder. They're going to have a new, I don't know who it is, but obviously a new caretaker manager. And we always see that, that rebound. Yeah, that first game game under a new manager, under a new, you know, even just after a sacking, you know, they have a pep in their step. We've seen it with Blues ourselves, you know, when Boja came in, you know, and we went on for those 10 games and kept us up. You know, it's, what was it? Was it, I think we won against Reading, wasn't it? That first game Boja came in and they were like, well, they were in the playoffs and, yeah, so you know, we do. We we are playing them at the worst time, I think. Mm. I always hate playing teams that, you know, have just had to come off the back of, you know, a new, you know, a management sacking. But if we look at the last three games, it's not the best of reading. So last game they played, they lost away from home at Coventry. Before that, at home, nil nil to Rotherham, so a poor result there. And yeah, even before that, three two they lost at home to Cardiff City. So they're not a hot and form team. Phase where are they sitting in the table? We said was it twenty second. Twenty second, exactly. So it is there to be had. The game is there to be won, and if we can, it will be huge for us. Absolutely huge. I mean, they've got you know a pretty, pretty established championship team with a lot of players who have you know, who have been there, done that, seasoned pros in the. Uh, in the championship so by no means is it going to be an easy one 
Riley McGree. Riley yeah. Reed, I mean. Uh <laughs> you know, he's he's there. He hasn't really broke himself into that starting eleven, but man, if he comes on and does the damage against us, gets a little goal, I'll be absolutely fuming. Yeah. And Sodzeloy probably will. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a big game just based on points, really, because even though they're 22nd, they get a win against us, mm. level points with us. Yeah, I mean, that puts into perspective, doesn't yeah. it, how tight it always is yeah. still. I mean, they've but, only won two games all season, so that's why I'm hoping. I know, can we go and beat him in five? Can yeah, we get another win? Exactly. And that's what I'm going in for, you know, a win. And then we go on to, was it Bristol City? Yeah, sitting on, in 11th. On Saturday. So a much, you know, a more difficult game. I mean, actually, I mean, what is yeah, quite interesting. If you look at their players, record, not quite, doing well. What is interesting though tomorrow, Middlesbrough, the the, the big favourites to win. You know. Oh really? They I are. mean that that could be a re- that could be because of what you've just said. That'd, the be, fact another, that that'd be another bet. I know. Yeah, it actually will be. <laughs> no, it will be. <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> I don't think you realise, mate. It will be. I've just seen the stats and my eyes have lit I know. up. I'm definitely putting that on as well. Yeah, are you mad? But, I, but I'm going all in. Anyway, you look at Bristol. I mean, just looking at their last five, they've got, what is that, a draw, three losses? Well, Not looking good. You tell me, mate. No, that is what it is. They drew today against Coventry, nil-nil. Yeah. Bad result. Bad result, yeah. And then their last three games before that... Yeah, QPR three loss, losses. Burnley loss, Norwich loss. You know, so another... Team, I mean, to be fair, Burn. Burnley and Norwich, you know, yeah, two, two, two decent teams. teams QPR. But QPR yeah. and then Coventry, to draw at yeah. Coventry today, not good. Not yeah, good. Not so t- another team where... Man, we need to pick up points from both these games, especially yeah. off the back of Sheffield United. I'm hoping and, for two wins. And, man, if we get them, though, to be fair, we're in dream world. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We Absolutely. really are. We really then we are. can really talk about episode 70, getting those party poppers out. I know. Well, get the quote back for that promotion bus. Man. I know, seriously. Fire it up. If we genuinely come back next Monday to record the podcast and we've got two wins from those two games... Tune in is all I'll say. Right. I just want to ask one thing before we get into score predictions and wrap this all up. Do you think our league position is reflective no. of us? Or do you think we should be no. higher, really? I we think we like should be higher, but only, only for the last, what, I mean, I, I don't even know how many weeks, but, you know, let's say the last four or five games where really since the Preston game where things have actually turned They're around. It's starting to and click, yeah. And that is exactly it because I think we've had enough games now and enough time and enough interviews and enough words being said where it doesn't seem like just, um, you know, a random look thing or anything like that. It does genuinely seem like something's clicked and we need to carry it through the rest of the season. Yeah, And that is on the cards too. It does look like a long-term change. I think already on paper we've got a decent team. Somehow we've managed to swindle that again. And the way that we're playing together, the way the defence are playing together, the way the midfield's coming together, Chong, the creativity. Yeah, I think, obviously our position's a bit tampered from the first few games of the yeah. season. But I think you keep start. you keep the way we're going. No, I think we're absolutely playing like a mid-table team at the moment. I'm talking, you know, 11th, 12th lowest. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. I think I'll be even more confident in my answer after tomorrow's yeah, game. Yeah. Because if we can get a, t- a result yeah. against a lower team coming off the back of, yeah. you know, a, a solid uh, result against, you know, a top team, you know, yeah, no excuses, tired legs and stuff like that. Exactly. What should happen and for if a we team go, at that level? Yeah, and if you we go and beat these in five, teams away, yeah, yeah, mate, you have to put this team away. If we go and beat in five, you know, it is huge. It yeah. is huge. Yeah. You know, it's no longer just a bit of a fluky run. No. Um, so yeah, let's see, let's see what happens tomorrow, and then on to Bristol City. So go on, Faze, give us some scoreline predictions: Middlesbrough and then okay. Bristol City. Middlesbrough. 2-0 win. Nice. Um, and Bristol City, I'm going to go for a um, another win. I'm going to go for a 1-0. For a 1-0 Lovely. win. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. And I hope you are right. Man. I know, I know. I really hope so. We have to put Middlesbrough away tomorrow. We'll, we'll be able to see it, actually. It well, is on the red button. It is on the red button. I saw it on oh, it uh, Sky, Sky Sports News yesterday. Advertised. Perfect. I can't wait. Up for there. That. So uh, huge. All right. Yeah. What am I going to say? I think tomorrow we win. Uh, I think it'll be a scrappy one. I think two one. Yeah. Actually, will it be a scrappy one? We do seem to play well. When we're away. From I know, home. but the only thing is, if it's Chong's Chong's out, out, and but then and does that, that give Hannibal oh. a position? And I would actually like to see Hannibal. I would. I would. Because it's a like for like as well. Me. It's a like for like. Um, yeah. and it will build his confidence up tenfold it is more so that Bielik because yeah, he really gives a foundation for Bakuna to play and, off and, and who, who, who else do we put in there because I mean obviously Gardner's out as I well which is Jordan James will go into that position yeah true, true. You know, very, maybe very good player as well yeah great player a player that you know I don't feel worried I just think nah. that Bielik does offer more in yeah. that position where oh yeah and he's a huge he's, body as well yeah and he really is that CDM you know, underlying midfielder. Um, what do I think? So, yeah, 2-1 tomorrow. And then I think against Bristol City, I want to say we win, but I actually feel we'll draw. I don't know why I'm feeling yeah, that. I, I feel like a 1-1 one, one one draw or maybe even a nil-nil. Just a really rubbish, forgetful game. Mm. I hope not. And I've got no backing on why I'm thinking that. It's just a gut feeling. So... Yeah, a win and a draw. But if we get that, and either way, if either of our predictions are right, we're not losing, and we go and beating in six come episode seventy. So stay tuned for episode seventy, and let's see where we are. Right, I think that wraps us up. One last shameful plug or shameless plug. Shameful. Sorry. <laughs> shameless plug. So yeah, check us out on Instagram. Keep up to date with us. You can get us on Instagram at the Tilton Two. Yep, Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two, and again, our new and improved YouTube channel, the Tilton Two. Like, comment, share, subscribe. We had a video go up last Wednesday, so give it a watch, give it a comment, um, and yeah, subscribe so you can see the new content we're producing. Exactly. And it's only going to get better, we promise. It will. will. And yeah, any more recommendations, anything you want to see, make sure you slide in them DMs and let us know. We do not bite. Okay, that wraps us up, Faze. Another episode in the bag. Again, let's hope we get a big win tomorrow and on to Bristol City. And can we get them beaten in six? We will 
discuss all on episode 70. So tune in same time next week. Until then, keep, keep right on. on.